Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Such an honor to share the word of God with you. It's been an amazing morning so far. And listen, God has so much more in store for you. We haven't even gotten started yet. So we're excited for you to be here. And I'm excited about this word. How many of y'all have been enjoying this Psalm 23 series? I've been enjoying it. It's been so awesome. And just like we've been doing every single week, open up your Bible, open up your Bible. If you don't have it, no worries. We're going to put it on the screen. Let's read Psalm 23 together. Let's do it. You ready? All right, let's do it. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Give God a hand clap of praise for that. I love that. Amen. Listen, today we're going to be focusing on verse number three out of this powerful psalm, which simply says, He guides me along right paths for His namesake. The title of this message, you can write it down in your notes, is The Right Path. The Right Path. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been enjoying learning about sheep husbandry the past few weeks. Now, if you're not familiar with that term, that is a real word. I had to Google it to make sure because it sounded very weird when I put it in my notes. Sheep husbandry. And, and this, you know, I'm, I'm about to expose myself a little here, but I was a part of a very special group in Alabama when I was in high school called the Future Farmers of America. Any future farmers of America here in this room? Oh, I got one over here. Oh, man, there's a lot. Man, we need to go out to lunch after this at Golden Corral or something like that. Like, as you can tell, they didn't do a very good job because none of us are farmers. Future, get a future farmers of America. Yeah, I, I never became a farmer. But listen, after this series, I know two things are for sure. We're going to love Jesus more. And we could start an amazing radiant sheep farm if we wanted to. So keep your eyes open for that. We might be raising some sheep. Um, it would be really fun. And so we'd have to like paint them orange. That would be a really cool way to, you know, get the word out. But, you know, I, I've enjoyed learning about, uh, you know, uh, this whole thing with sheep because uh, as we've talked about in previous weeks, David was a shepherd. So when he wrote Psalm 23, the words, pictures that he was using were very intentional. They were very focused about literally his experience as a shepherd. He was writing from experience as a shepherd. So, you know, I have Pete the sheep up here with me. Don't you, as he stares blankly into the camera and with his creepy eyes. And, you know, we uh, were able to look and see how David was able to draw parallels between shepherding and our relationship with the Lord. So this is what he's writing right there. And he's saying, he leads me down the right path for his namesake. He was, he was using this terminology to paint this picture. You know, as uh, if you are a shepherd, you can't just put sheep into a field 
and hope that they're just survive. They, they don't, they're, they're more complex animals than that. They're actually destructive animals. And if you put sheep on a plot of land, they will literally eat that grass until it's gone. They will eat it to the very roots. And when the roots are gone, obviously, you know, uh, the grass is gone. And now they're able to get filthy and they're able to get dirty and muddy. And they're the uh, their wool is actually priced according to how clean it is and how white it is. The whitest wool receives the most money for uh, when they are sheared. But not only that, if they eat up all of their ground, all of their sustenance, they lose nutrients and they eventually get unhealthy. And you can write it in your notes like this. The health of the sheep is a representation of the shepherd. So if the sheep were unhealthy, that showed me that the shepherd was a bad shepherd shepherd. But if the sheep are healthy, that shows me that the shepherd is a good shepherd. And how many of you know we serve a good shepherd? He is a good shepherd that loves us and has a plan for our lives. And listen, unhealthy sheep are easy to notice. Unhealthy sheep are easy to notice. Check out this picture of an unhealthy sheep. Just look at him. He's skinny. He's gaunt. He just looks bad like he's got lice. You know, just poor. Everybody say, oh. Poor little Rupert does not, he's not going to live long. And then let's look at this guy. Man, he's just, he's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Like, he's just like, I just want to like cuddle him. Like, look how, look at that little, his hairdo he has. He's just cute. He's healthy. And, and listen, I want to tell you this today, that we, sure, we serve a good shepherd who desires for you to be healthy, not just physically, not, but emotionally, but spiritually. God desires for you to be healthy because he's a good shepherd. He's going to lead you to healthy, thriving places. Listen, Scripture promises and tells us, Romans 8, 37, that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He also tells us that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. We're not called to live according to our old past. Listen, we are called to thrive. We're called to be healthy. We're called to live as representations of a good shepherd on this earth. But listen, I want to tell you, we've got to trust the shepherd to lead us to healthy places. Okay, so I'm going to give you three keys of following the right path that are going to help you follow the good shepherd. Number one, you can put in your notes like this, your habits determine your lifestyle. Your habits Determine your lifestyle. Let's read Isaiah 53, verse 6. It says this, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it ends in death. And what I've found is a lot of times, we have unhealthy habits in our lives. All of us do. Now, you're, I'm sure your spouse uh, could agree with that right now. You know, I'm sure your parents could agree with that. You know, we all have those, uh, ha we all have those weird habits in our life. Now, let me tell you a couple of my habits that I probably will not be giving up anytime soon. Now, let's just be honest. Whenever I go to get ice out of the freezer and I drop some ice on the floor, do I bend over and pick it up? No. Of course not. I give it a little kicky kick right under the, <laughs> that's where it goes. Like I'm, I'm not going to, no, you ain't wave at me if you do that. Everybody does that. If you bend over and pick it up, we got bigger problems to talk about. Like, no, I'm going to kick it under there and it's going to slowly evaporate over time. Like, that's just, I'm just, that's just how I'm going to live my life, okay? And then 
uh, another, I, so this is another habit that I have. I like am a barbecue chip addict. Anybody else love some good barbecue chips? Like, I like the kettle cooked ones that like if you eat too much, it makes your mouth bleed. Like I'm telling you, and I can't just eat like a handful. You can't. You can't just eat a handful. I either have to eat like half the bag or none. Okay, I have to go in. I, to, I make a commitment when I open up that bag of chips. Now, when I'm eating those chips, I, I, I don't like to throw away any crumbs. So if I get done and there's some crumbs left, I just give it a little roll and put it back. So whenever somebody goes to get chips, has this ever happened to you? You're like, man, I want some chips. You go to open up and it's just crumbs. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm sorry. Like, that's me. That's how I'm, I just can't throw away any crumbs, okay? Like, you know, we all have those little habits. But if you're not careful sometimes, the habits in our lives can become our lifestyles. They can get unhealthy. You know, there's just some funny habits. But what about the habit in your life where, you know, you're, you go to spend time with the Lord, but instead you wake up and you find yourself scrolling through the news, and rather than starting your day off with the Word of God, you start your day off with weird news, you know? Or you start yourself off on social media. Or, or you know, that, that can be a, a habit that steals your focus at the beginning of the day. Or you might find yourself stalking your ex on Instagram a little too often. I'm talking to somebody right here. And you, you know, and you accidentally like their post from like eight years ago. And you're like, oh, no, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. You know, or you might find yourself bad mouthing that coworker because you don't like them, so you want everybody else not to like them. Those habits will eventually lead you down into an unhealthy place. And when you look at the core root of your habits, why do we have these habits? Why do we do these things? Why? Because we are driven by a desire for comfort. We are creatures of Comfort, but can I tell you that little, there are hardly anything in life that is worth, that, that you'll be able to attain that's worth anything on the other side of comfort. Listen, you can write this, you know, it's like this. Our desire to be comfortable is at odds with God's desire for us to be righteous. Listen, I would love to tell you that when you get saved and you raise that hand, it's like these naked baby angels come floating down from heaven playing harps. And everything, and you check your bank account, and there's a million dollars in there. And everything's okay. And like, no, listen, you're going you're gonna to have to say no to some things. Your flesh is going to want some stuff, and you're going to have to say no to it. Listen to what 2 Timothy 2.22 says. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Write this down. I need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I remember a few years ago, I was doing a wedding. And, oh, man, I need help. I, need, I still need healing in my heart over this wedding. It was in the middle of July. And did they pick, you know, morning? No. Did they pick evening when the sunset's beautiful? No. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I, I promise you, we were in the middle of a field with zero shade. Zero. And I remember having this suit on. And I remember telling myself, Jacob, don't black out. 
let Jacob do not be that guy that blacks out on their wedding day. I remember, and I remember I had a, a friend of mine who was doing the wedding. He was the pastor doing the wedding. And I just look at him and I'm like, it's so hot. I'm going to die. My intestines are shriveling right now. Like I'm dying. And I remember he just looked at me and he just goes, just make friends with it. <laughs> Hi, Heat. How are you? Like... I remember in that moment just being like, okay, I can't change the heat, but I can change my attitude about the heat. And listen, there's, listen, there's going to be things in your life that are going to be uncomfortable. It's bound to happen. But I never saw Jesus pursuing a life of comfort. He never, if you read through the Gospels, he was never the one that was like, hey, Peter, John, I'm thinking about investing into this yacht. What do you think? You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, Jesus was never like, man, guys, this whole preaching thing is really hard on me. I think I'm going to buy a nice little retirement home in Galilee. No, 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 no. He, he literally, he was praying through the night. He was having dinner with sinners. And everyone was making fun of him because of it. Not only that, listen to this. He washed the feet of Judas when he knew Judas was going to betray him. Then... He went to death on the cross for your and my sin. He embraced a life of discomfort and embraced a life of pursuing God. Listen, you can write this in your note. Your lifestyle reflects the God you follow or that you don't follow God. Our lifestyle shows us who we are following. And that leads me to my second point. Your shepherd will reveal your steps. Your shepherd will reveal your steps. Jeremiah 50 verse 6 says, my people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. And I want to ask you this today. Who are you following? Who is your shepherd? Who is your Shepherd. Check out this picture. This is a picture of actually some hills with all those lines on there are from where sheep would literally carve out a rut from walking the same path every single day. Day in and day out, they follow the same path. They walk the same journey. They walk the same route. And, and, and listen, if we're not careful, we can get so caught up in what society and what culture is doing that we forget about paths of righteousness. Can I tell you, there is a narrow way. Jesus even said it, that wide is the gate that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. Listen to this. Just because the path is carved out doesn't mean it's going to lead you where you want to go. And what I'm afraid of a lot of times is we find ourselves following sheep that don't know where they're going. And I've got to think about, do I, listen, if you ever go to take advice from someone, stop and ask yourself, do I want my end result to look like theirs? Some of y'all taking marriage advice from people you don't need to be taking marriage advice from. Can I tell you something? Sheep aren't very smart. I'm sorry, Pepe, Peep, whatever your name is. I think I just changed his name to Pepe. <laughs> Pepe here is not the br <laughs> Pepe is not the brightest crayon in the box. Look at him. Look at his eyes. 
His ears are all flopped. Like he's, just, he's just not the smartest dude in the box. And you've got to ask yourself, who am I following? Am I following someone else? Oh, here's a good one. I, this is one of the dumbest things you'll ever hear. If anybody ever tells this to you, just walk away. Follow your heart. You know, like Disney. Follow your heart. Yeah, that's cute for Jasmine. It ain't cute for you, honey. Why? Because, listen, can I tell you, our hearts are morons. Amen. Listen to your heart. Do not listen to your heart. Your heart does not know what it's talking about. Do not listen to your heart. The Bible even says that your heart is, is deceitfully wicked. Don't trust it. It's going to lead you astray. Listen, that's why God is a good shepherd who promises to lead us and to guide us down paths. Of, I don't have to trust in myself. I have a shepherd who's leading me and guiding me into place of help. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 says this scripture. I love it. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. Get that. He goes before you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I have a promise that he goes before me. So you see, the, sheep, the shepherds, they had already planned out where they're taking the sheep next. You can have faith in that, that you're... Your, your father, your shepherd already knows where you're going. He's already prepared a place for you. All you have to do is follow him there. And I know, listen, I think a lot of times we get caught up in the in-between. We leave what we're used to, and now we're in between what we're used to and in a new place. How many of y'all felt like that in 2020? I don't know where I'm at. And, and, and listen, you're never going to be satisfied with the in-between season. You're never going to be satisfied with that in-between season when you're in between one pasture and another. You just got to keep following until you get there. And listen, I wonder if this morning the good shepherd's looking at a lot of you guys saying, just keep on walking. Just don't quit. Listen, you're not there yet. Just keep on walking. I know it doesn't look like the way you thought it would, but I have green pastures waiting for you. I have still waters waiting for you. Just keep on following. Put one foot in front of the other. Finding Dory. Just keep swimming. Come on, church. You just got to keep on following he knows where he's going he knows you can you can have confidence he knows where he's going listen the last thing i want to encourage you in is simply this it takes faith to follow it takes faith to follow now i love faith i love i love talking about faith i love preaching on this topic um, because honestly, faith is one of those things that we talk a lot about, but actually when it comes down to it, it can be pretty scary. Amen? Like, listen, listen to this quote from Martin Luther King Jr. It says, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. You know? Like, how many of you guys are, like, when it comes to swimming in the ocean, like, if you can't see the ground, it's a no for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever just been like treading water and something bumps up against your leg? Uh-uh. No. Get thee behind me, Satan. Like some kraken, some octopus is going to like suck me under. Like just gone. 
You know, like, like I can't do it, man. Like, I, and I've never been one to like bungee jump. No. Like some of y'all people, you jump off of like cliffs and stuff into water. No. What if there's a rock down there and you don't see it? Splat, dude. No. It's just not going to be fun. You know, oftentimes, faith, we don't know what's on the other side of it. And guess what? That It wouldn't be faith if it wasn't that way. If, G, if God were to say, listen, I want you to do this, so this will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen. That's not faith. And honestly, a lot of times, I think in our lives, we've got to get to the point where we trust God and say, God, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know what you've told me, so I'm going to do it. Listen to what John 10, 14 says. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Listen, let me tell you, that's why it's important for you to know the good shepherd. That's why it's important for you to have relationship because, listen, you, you've got to know. You've got to know your shepherd as he leads and guides you. In, in John 10, 27, he actually says this. My sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. And I'm afraid that a lot of times in our prayer lives, we get too caught up talking more than we do listening. When was the last time you'd said, you know what, I'm not saying anything. God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to speak to me. What, what, what do I need to do about this situation? Can I tell you, don't do anything until you get that word. Don't do anything until you get that word. And I remember hearing this story one time of a, a man. He was in Israel, and uh, he was watching how two shepherds were walking down the same road, and they walked right into each other. And one shepherd had about 100 sheep, and another shepherd had also probably about the same 100 sheep, and they literally walked right into each other. Now, that's like a crazy traffic jam. You don't know whose sheep is who. Everybody's sheep is mixed up, and the, the man tells the story thinking, how are they going to get this figured out? But the shepherd turned around and simply called out to his sheep, and his sheep heard their voice and began to follow. You've got to know the voice of your shepherd. So you can put it in your notes this way. Just trust simply means to release control. You have to release control. I love that song we were singing earlier. Oh, how I need you. Man, I'm telling you, there's power in realizing your need for God. When you say, God, I can't do this on my own. God, you are the healer. You are the provider. You are my deliverer. Jesus, that's you. I just put my faith in you. So listen, let me give you three quick keys on what you need to trust for and how you can trust in the good shepherd. Listen, you've got to trust his protection. You've got to trust his protection. Now, the shepherds, they, would, uh, they had their staff with them. Um, and one thing I love about uh, this analogy of the shepherd's staff is that he, the, the various ways he would use it. And one of the primary ways is whenever he was leading his sheep, and one was beginning to go astray, he would use the rod to bump them back onto the path. Listen, can I tell you that the blessing of conviction in your life is never underestimated. Like, I welcome the conviction of God that whenever he starts feeling, whenever I start making a dumb decision, him with his word, with the Holy Spirit can reach over and say, hey, Pepe, you're doing something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like literally, we've got to understand 
that when it's not, he's not being mean or controlling doing that. He's doing it because he loves us and he's saying, no, whoa, whoa, there's wolves out there. You don't want to do that. Listen, some of y'all have gotten into relationships with a loser and, and God being like, hey, um, he's 37 and doesn't have a job. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have a J-O-B. Probably not husband material. Bring him back in, you know? Like, so many, like, hey, I, I know that person texts you. Don't respond. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know you want to blast that person on Facebook because they're a Neanderthal. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. You know, like I've got to allow the shepherd to lead me. Proverbs 10, 17 says this, whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life. Whoever ignores correction leads others astray. You put this in your notes. To resist the shepherd's correction is to resist his protection. I want his protection because, listen, like Pastor Aaron said a couple weeks ago, sheep do not have defense mechanisms. They can't buy, they can't do nothing. They're worthless, fluffy balls of animal. They can do nothing. They're worthless. I'm joking. That like, if they get into a fight, it's over. Okay? But if they stay close to the shepherd, everything's going to be okay. Second thing you got to do is you got to trust his provision. Listen, I want to speak to some people right now. You are not your provider. He, the good shepherd is the provider. The good shepherd, he's the provider. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to take you to that place of abundance. Matthew 6 even says it so clearly. I love it when he says, don't worry about that stuff. Your father knows what you need even before you ask him. And some of you guys are in really a hard place financially. You can rest knowing your father sees what you need. Your father sees what you're struggling with. Listen, the last thing is you can trust his plan. You can trust his plan. Psalm 37 verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Can I tell you that oftentimes, just to be honest, our plans aren't very good. <laughs> Amen. Can, he, can anybody bear witness to that? Like the plans that we've made, uh-uh, they just never work out good. <laughs> can I, amen. Like I look back at the plans I made and I'm going to plan this out. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, with my kids and they draw me a picture. Hey, Dad, look what I made you. And I'm like, wow, man. You know, and we sometimes come to God and we're like, God, look at my plan. He's like, you know, that's a plan. He's like, God, God, I'm, I'm going to win the lottery and be rich. And he's like, you know, wow. wow. Mm. Let's put that on the fridge. And why don't you go get a job until then? Like, yeah. Or like, God, I'm going to be Instagram famous. I'm going to be an influencer. And he's like, you are. Wow. First off, you need to put some clothes on. And then second off, <laughs> I had to go there. I had to go there. Had to. Get off your TikTok. Like, you know, sometimes we come with our own plans. God, I'm, you know, I, 
do you remember having your whole plans, your life plan laid out? Like, I'm going to be married by this age. I'm going to have this many kids by this age. And, you know, I'm going to buy my home in it, my, my vacation home in Italy by 32. And you're like, God's literally like, did you hear that? Like, it's hilarious. My plans, there's a place you got to get where you say, God, like, here's my plans. And I give them to you. I've tried to make my own decisions and it's led me into some trouble. I give my plans to you and I've got to trust that the shepherd has a plan. Even if right now your plan doesn't seem like it's making sense. And say 2020 did not start. You didn't get that promotion. You thought you were going to get a pay raise this year, but you got a pay cut. God, this isn't the plan. No, 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 no. You just got to trust he's leading you on the right path. And I can rest in faith knowing this. You know, because sometimes in life it's easy to take a wrong turn. It's easy to stumble down the wrong path or even follow the wrong person. And end up somewhere you didn't think you would be. But the Bible gives me a promise. And the Bible tells me that he seeks after the 99. He seeks after the one. He leaves the 99 to go after the one. And you might feel like you're in a place right now where you're like, God, I, I, I messed it up. I followed my own plan. I followed some dumb sheep. And now I am in a bad spot. I believe right now in this moment, the good shepherd is here to bring you back home. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, even if you're watching at home right now, if that's you and you say, man, I made some mistakes, I messed up, and I need the good shepherd to come get me. I need the good shepherd to come get me. I just want you just to raise your hand right now. Even, even online, raise your hand. If Even if you're in your living room, even right here in this room, thank you, Lord. He's going to bring you back today. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I put my faith in you. You are my good shepherd, and I trust you. Bring me back home. Put me back on paths of righteousness. Lord, I choose to follow you. Forgive me of my sins. Make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Just give God a hand clap of praise right there. There's one more group of people I want to pray for, and that's, say you're here and you're watching online, and you say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with confusion, struggling with fear, and I want to get back to who I used to be and, and I just need some extra faith knowing that the good shepherd is leading me. I'm gonna pray for you. Father, I pray for every person following your plan. Lord, I pray for your peace. I pray for your joy. I pray, Holy Spirit, that they would hear your voice more clearly than ever before. God, let us be people sensitive to the voice of the shepherd. Lord, from this day forward, God, we wanna hear you. We wanna follow you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.